Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Nice shirt. Thank you. Also nice shirt, although yours is a little bit more explicit and people watching are probably having a great time. Anyway, what's your safe word? Uh, my safe word is nefarious. Because? Isn't that a good word? Because it's really hard to remember. So, And it's my middle name. Welcome back. Also, what? You, that is not your middle name. Since when? <laughs> Actually, Christopher is my middle name. But I feel nefarious all the time. And I'm amped. <laughs> this is apparently nefarious. Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word. It, it's, it's you know, you know what it is. It is. Which is? A uh, podcast with a few kinks. S- almost, almost. Sex education podcast. It's got a few kinks. But I'll let it but slide. are we really sex educators? Okay, well. Who's who is running the show here? Oh my gosh! So or, so out of order. Or we do we just talk about and our today's own experiences? Topic is sex education? How we got here? What did we do to get the sexual knowledge that we have? Yeah, experience. Lots and lots of practice. And the podcast is over. It was great to see you guys. Thanks for coming. For coming. I have no idea why you listen to us. Don't don't say that. Anyway, we are back. It has been a week. How are you doing, Daddy? I'm good. Um, I broke my toe, so I've been limping around for the last couple of weeks. Okay, well, now that you've told people that it happened, they're going to be like, Why, what happened? What did you do? Oh, You're I, welcome, audience. I uh, was moving my weight bench, and my weights were on top of it, and one rolled off and onto my toe Oh, and smashed it to smithereens. Well, not that sm- it, the, your toe is fine. It's not <laughs> well, it's broken. Not fine, but it's it, fractured. It's fractured in two places. And I've I've also had my toe fractured. I played soccer for years. He'll he will live. We're not going to cut it off yet. I I hope you don't call. Actually, I'm really happy that they thought I was going to lose the nail, and now I'm not. It's healing nicely, so that's good. Oh, that, I, would you say that was a weight off your shoulders? Is a weight off my bench. <laughs> No, that, that was the joke. That was, I know. I Thank you for explaining the joke. It's funnier when you have to explain it. Is it? Yeah. Anyway, and uh, yeah, no, it's been a week. Daddy apparently hurt himself. I've just been busy. Uh, we had a video that just did terribly, um, which ironically enough covers sex because that, that is what our YouTube channel is about. Yeah. Do you think there's any correlation between... Uh, between the fact that we called YouTube out for their bullshit and, and they, didn't let they anyone made see sure it? that nobody saw it? Oh, yeah. yeah, no. The the correlation is causation. Is that how that goes? And how does that make you feel? Well, it is not, it is not time for that. First off, that is false advertising, Mister. Like spandexy shorts over here. You're never in leather pants. You never. Oh. You never rock leather pants well, for Dad T. It is the summer, so maybe in the winter I'll. Wa- I'll do oh, that. oh, will you? Ooh, can Are we, we do have an episode? All leather episode? Yeah, uh-huh. let's do that. That would be hot. Okay. Yeah, it would literally be hot. Yeah, can we do it in like November? Um, December? Sure. I don't. I don't care. You write the episode. We will do it. Okay. Cool. You and everyone gonna hear me creaking in my leather pants, and then groaning as I try to get up and down into oh, my chair. Okay. Wait. You only have so much time for tea. Is this your tea? Oh, okay. No, 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 no. My tea is so. Y- you know when you are running out the oh, door. That was a terrible so. And um, oh, like a, a you're trying, so. you, you're throwing on the face mask that now everyone should be wearing when they leave so. the house. 
Are you listening? Yes, it's a face mask <laughs> that everyone's wearing. So, do you put it on? Have you ever put it on upside down? No. Then that's just me. Yes, <laughs> I do it constantly because I can't figure out which way is supposed to go up to the nose. So. Why don't they, you know how when you drive into a gas station and you're in like a rental car and you don't know which side the um, gas is supposed to go into to fill it up? No, I've never rented a rental car. Wow. Um, so, on the, you know, on the gas gauge, there's usually an arrow, arrow yeah. that points and mm-hmm. that tells you if it's left or right. Yes. They should have that on mass, like up and down arrows. So, you know, which way is up and which way is down. Yes, they should for people that would see it because you have masks that have tags on them. And I feel like you still put them on upside down. Well, Um, anyway, mm. so but I also (laughs) wanted to say, you know how I rant and um, I feel like nobody ever hears me or I feel like you just think I'm ranting and you don't I don't ever feel seen by you because you're just like, oh, daddy, rolling your eyes. Well, I feel so seen right now because you remember a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about having a mask with that you could go to a bar and you could put a straw in it and uh, drink through the mask. You know, you, and you, you ridiculed like me I don't about it. Edit these videos. You ridiculed me about it, and it's like, oh, that wouldn't work. And I didn't ridicule. I said that safe wise there's nothing keeping that straw sterile when it goes from your mouth to the outside well it would be if the hole was perfectly Mm. the shape of a straw so thankfully bulldog punk listens to our podcast and they designed exactly that and they so look look i have one here that our patreons can see you can put on the mask i'm gonna be a little muffled now oops it's hard to put on over headphones (laughs) So. But it, but it's great video content for anyone watching this podcast as you... So look. Uh-huh. So... Wow. And when you don't have the straw... Oh, my God. When you don't have the straw in, you can cover it with this little flap. Yeah. You get in, oh, that's some great Velcro look. nobody asked for. And mm. then you can put you can put the straw... Mm-hmm. That, that is still not sanitary because it's, it's outside. Brilliant. So thank you, Bulldog Punk. You can get a not a sponsor. I don't know why we're giving no, so much of a shout out, but not a sponsor. <laughs> because I feel seen. They like me. They they they, they heard, really like you. They heard they heard a problem that I was having and they solved it. Uh-huh. So yeah, go to bulldogpunk.com if you want to okay, Why are we giving them a promo? <laughs> <laughs> Bulldog Punk pay us. No. Uh thank you for sending Daddy a lovely mask. Uh, he sent us two and I li- actually like them. And they're really thick. I like them. I like a thick mask. Nothing like a sponsorship or ad <laughs> read where you say you actually liked the product. That's I mean, that is practically no, I, I've, no, I'm saying that that means you actually like I it. I do. <laughs> I, like this is now my bar mask. I, I if I go to a bar. Which we're not doing right now because Well, so we did go to a bar a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, because they have outside social distancing here in San Francisco rules. And we went with each other and we sat across the table and this. And now our problems are solved that we can stick our not sanitary straws into the mask. It, bulldog, wait, what is it? It's a bulldogpunk.com. Bulldogpunk.com, not sponsored. If you make <laughs> straws that also like ec- extract out of the mask and then retract into the mask. Oh my God, that would be so Then I would cool. be so on board. That would be so cool. Um, anyway. Wait, 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 do you guys, do they make uh, ass eating versions of this? Because if they don't eat, make ass eating versions, then I'm not interested. Wait, so you can just st- stick your tongue through the hole. <laughs> 
I bet you could do that with this. Okay. And no, no, no. <laughs> Put in the mask. And anyway, today's episode is actually your idea. Are we smarter than a sex educator? You've just seen it like that one television show. Do you remember that show? Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Oh, no. I, don't, I never watched that. But you know what I'm talking I about. Do, right? I do. Okay. I do. I just don't, I don't know their jingle. What's their? Do they have a jingle? Are you smarter than a fit? Well, that not not. We don't have we don't have the rights to that. But if it was a sex educator, it would be. Are you smarter than a sex educator? I imagine sex educator now what? available on iTunes. <laughs> no, so you wanted to talk about sex education from a perspective of who does it, why do they do it, how do they do it, and do they do a good job? Well, it's it's kind of curious to me because now, like on Instagram and Twitter, I, I get lots of questions now, like sex questions. Like I used to, I remember growing up listening to like uh, on-air sex advice columnists. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did we get to be sex columnists? We, we don't have doctorates. Well, Are we qualified for this? We, we aren't sex columnists because we don't write shit. No, that's true. <laughs> but we give our opinion. Do you have to have a column to be a columnist? So at, at what point does it make you a professional? And it's still a little odd to me. I'm still trying to figure this well, out. I don't know. When you pay your bills with money from a, a profession, I believe that makes you a professional in it. I mean, well, I we'd have to stop being demonetized for that, but okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So technically we're not professionals <laughs> we're not because professionals we don't get paid. We are professional patrons. We do get Patreons. sponsored though now. Oh, that's so true. That's I mean, we make money through that. Yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, our sponsorships, uh, one sponsorship is worth like a year's worth of YouTube revenue, I feel like at this point, because YouTube, <laughs> it's so bad. But anyway. are we qualified is my question. So what I wanted to do was take a look back at like kind of the history of sex educators that are qualified mm-hmm. and the advice they give out. And I want to compare it to what we give out. And see if we're on par, or better, or worse. Oh, oh, God! <laughs> Which we could very well be. <laughs> Great, but I think before you do that, you kind of have to designate or like talk about how people start. I mean, yeah. How do you even become a sex educator? Do you? I mean, do you have to go to school for it? What What would you do to do this? I think lots of people go to school for it. There, there's clinically trained sexologists. I mean, Lindsay Doe, sex explanations. Oh, that's true. We have some other friends like uh, Eva, What What's My Body Doing, has I think a doctorate or she's doing a, a master's degree on sexting. Like that's literally what she went, she is doing for her What about degree. Dan Savage? Does he have a degree in it? No, Dan had, if I'm correct, he has a ma- or he has a bachelor's or a master's in writing, but he doesn't have it in sexology. Huh. Okay. He was an, he, he started as an opinion columnist with a column. See, he had a column. See, so we need a column. We need to write. I mean, a column of what? I, I could make you a spreadsheet. It has lots of columns, but that doesn't make me a sex columnist, does it? Well, maybe if I fill it with sexual words, then or, it would be a sex column. Or can you just fill it with like emojis and memes? Yes. No, I don't know. How does that work? How I would do it. <laughs> sexual columnist gods. Are, are we sex columnists? No. Well, so when you had asked about this, you'd been like, are we sex professional sex educators? And I'm just like, eh, we're kind of like, Sex comedians? I don't know. Ooh, sex comedians. I actually like that better. Yeah, We're but it doesn't sound like it would be taken as seriously. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but comedy, especially political comedy, mm-hmm. is very on the nose. Like, look at Jon Stewart. Uh, look at Patriot Act. Look at, I, I think that uh, Bill Maher, look at comedians when they're talking about 
real political issues and they find the humor in it, I get more good advice from them than the news. Well, but but see, and that's that's kind of the 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 catch there is that you have to have a platform that you've built and an audience. And then people will kind of gravitate to you and listen to what you have to say. And I, I think personally will follow you because they like who you are, your morals, your values, and, and they subscribe sometimes quite literally to, to what you do because of just who you are as a person. And I think that that's so kind of comes along with sex column columnists is a personality. Our platform would be the YouTube channel. Yeah. And well, now yeah. podcasts now too. Well, social media, so media in general, I think, but I mean, we're not a television show. We are, we're an internet, I don't know, entity. Sure, but I had my social medias before this platform. So, sure. In, th- in that I promoted my. Well, that's why form, I'm saying, like, you know. who you are as a person is a brand. Sure. And I think that sex educators, whether they're professional columnists or just someone who has a blog online where they review sex toys, that these people build platforms, they establish an audience, they are authentic, and they bring who they are in their truest form. And then so long as that person is, is helping and not doing harm and is listening and having conversations and open to learning, I think those kinds of people are generally well received and tend to do well because they actually care and seem authentic. Yeah. I mean, who do you, who would you consider a sex columnist for you? Like, well, I, I'm old school. So like it, it was like, uh, advice columnists, like, Ann Landers and uh, and her sister, uh, what was it? Ann Rice? No, not oh, Ann Rice. Oh, that was oh, oh my God. <laughs> Ann Landers and... When did you, when did you start learning one? about sex education? Yeah, but they weren't really sex educators. They were more advice columnists. Uh, but Dr. Ruth was the one I... I oh my God, didn't we just to. have this condo, combo though? Like, what's the difference between a sex educator and a columnist? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> They're like the same thing. Well, right. they could be the same thing. Not always. Well, they, 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 they would field relationship questions that sometimes had sex. Like I, my husband won't get it up anymore. Kind of things. <laughs> what should I do? Sure. <laughs> How do I keep it sexy in the bedroom? Those well, kind of things. Remember when I remember one of the advice. Oh, and I think this was on fried green tomatoes. The movie she, or the advice was to make, to make your husband more interested was to wrap yourself in cellophane and gr- and greet him at the door. <laughs> so you're just seeing <laughs> like saran wrap. <laughs> Wait, this is a real advice. Yeah, that was fake. that was no, no. That was advice from like Ann Landers uh, to keep it spicy in the bedroom. And it sounds like they were just trying to keep it well sealed, well sealed. in the kitchen. Honestly, <laughs> all the juices moist. Ew, your favorite ew, room, ew, moist ew, juices. Ew, ew, get out of here! Moist. I can turn. I can turn your microphone off. <laughs> Interesting. Well, and so I guess that's a, a good reason to go back and fact check. Well, not fact check because see, is that's the other thing is like I think that at least being online, there's lots of different ways in which people subscribe to, again, quite literally sometimes, sex or the way that they have sex. Like some people are monogamous and some people only listen to the monogamy that exists. Well, I think relationships have changed changed a great deal because most of that advice was geared to a man-woman dynamic. Um, Then maybe in the 90s it kind of branched out to gay couples lesbian couples <gasps> so, gays. And, and like how do you integrate that into family dynamics um but i think <clears throat> now uh uh with non-binary and uh, gender trans issues and exactly. just different sorts of genders and identities uh, yeah things have changed 
Um, and and I think there's a lot more information out there on the internet. So I don't know if uh, these advice columnists of yesterday who did tons and tons of research, um, you can do the research on your own now. Well, and so I... I think that the conversations have changed. I don't think that the relationships have changed, if that makes sense. I I, I, I don't think the relationships had a spotlight before, though. It, well, that's what I like mean. Poly like poly dynamics. They, they, they weren't, I mean, the closest thing anyone knew about polys was dynamics were uh, like uh, Nevada and Utah Mormonism Wait, with what? several oh. wives kind of thing. Like, that was the does, view what of does poly. Poly have to do with Nevada. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. So, so like Mormons and and Utah. That was what is associated with uh, poly. I was poly gone from this conversation. That's for sure. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. But it's changed. So, Everything has changed. The original question being, who do you look up to as, or who do you subscribe to, or think is a sex educator? Nevada. <laughs> Is that the answer? No. no. Um, um, I know I, that for me. I, for me, Dan Savage probably okay. was. He he got me out of, he taught me about kink discoordinate relationships and got me out of a horrible relationship, a nine-year relationship mm-hmm. that I was trying to be heteronormative in uh, Bless as, a, you. as a gay man. And I wouldn't have known that without his advice. Sure. I would say uh, same. Uh, I wasn't in a bad relationship. I, I, I had my kink discordance, but I found Dan well after I had a few relationships that I learned plenty from. But I would say he was definitely one of the driving forces to just having those conversations. And again, I think that a lot of educators just start as people with open minds. Oh, so I think. Then we are very qualified. I, st- I said start. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I started with an open mind, didn't no, no, I? No, no, I mean, I mean, that's not the only quality, but I think oh. that we do have that quality. Yes. Okay. You're very open. So open. Getting deep. Deeper. Deep asleep. So uh, oh, open. Don't get me started on Oh, wait a sec. Wait now. a sec. Wait a sec. What? Uh, d- pup tea, pup tea. Okay. But uh, <laughs> but I feel like I need a news intro, like a, a breaking news, like do, 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 do. You know what I mean? Like, For, Well, we need to get you your own segment now because you're just with dogs, totally co-opted. With dogs me. barking. Yes, totally. So like, like if, okay, listen, if you're out there making stuff. Uh, so like Tank from Cowboy Bebop, like da 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 What the fuck with, did you just say? Shh, don't worry <laughs> about no it. Sense. But with puppies, <laughs> just, just try it. I don't know. Anyway, I would like to say that I started, not only did I, also, I gave you that segment. How, you act like you created it. I made you. No. Wow. Jesus. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. But I this did is the start... dark side of the puppy that nobody sees when the, the lights side? are off. You know, he don't talk about my asshole that ties way. me up and beats me and nobody sees it. And who's complaining? Anybody in this room? Ein, <laughs> no. are you complaining back there? No, the dog is not complaining back there. So I don't know who you're talking about. Oh Speaking God. of things, though. Help me. Hey, hey, hey. Don't blink into the camera. Help me. <laughs> my quick bone. Er. Bone to pick with me. No, not a bone to pick. A boner. I'm supportive and and celebrating okay. you. Mm-hmm. Why do you why are you why are you shying away from me? Am I, t- I feel like I just love you. I love you. And you're getting very sleepy. Ooh, hypno. Uh, yeah, exactly. So who who got interested in what this week? I got interested in hypnotism. Mm-hmm. And now you're <laughs> why, do you, why do you say it like that? Hypnotism. <laughs> hypnotism. <laughs> um and 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 now I've used the same tist as you. 
That's, that's such an odd phrase. <laughs> Isn't that what you guys call it? Tis? Aren't they tis? Tasket? Tisket and tasket? We will have a hypno episode. We'll have a hypno update. Oh, can we get hypnotized on air? I don't know that that would be interesting for other people to watch. Oh, you're getting very sleepy. Because it would just be us sleeping in chairs. I don't know. No, That's not, is that not good audio we content? We celebrate our partners trying new things. Uh-huh. And that's that's all I had to say <laughs> until they steal your tist. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds like an STI. <laughs> like you got the tist, you can get checked for the tist. <laughs> Speaking of bad sex education, let's just—we should probably jump right into it. So wait, what was your boner about that? It was a, no it, boners are, can be good things. Oh, bone to pick is bad. So you're happy that I'm getting it. Do you even listen to my segment? Oh my oh god, my fake, <laughs> fake, fake, fake fan. So you're happy I'm getting hypnotized. Yeah, that was okay. that was all from a place of love. Well, you know, there's a, supposedly a trigger in my head that if what part of that was not loving? Was it the glaring part or the yelling part? Okay, you guys hear that right? <laughs> I don't know what you're me. talking about. <laughs> That's not just me. Um, so it, apparently, because I've listened to this trigger hypnosis every night when i go to sleep <laughs> i love when you explain something to me that i know more about it's just so, so apparently uh-huh. if and nobody's done it to me if that was a lot of apparently ifs and maybes because i, I don't know if it works okay so if somebody I, do you want to tell everybody this sorry i don't want to cut you cut, cut you off again do you want to tell the internet something though that triggers you quite literally no but it's a good trigger do you want the entire internet to know I'm just, I'm just no, saying. because it has to be somebody I trust. Okay. That's the trigger. Yeah, so we don't trust any of you, <laughs> is what you're saying. So it has to be somebody I know and trust, like you. I'm trying to tell you. I'm you, listening. So if you grab the back of my neck and said, relax, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to get into a very relaxed state. So anytime I get like cranky, you should be able to grab my neck and say, relax, and I will. This, relax, relax, that's relax, my relax. <laughs> and that's not very relaxing. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm trying to give you pointers. I'm listening. Contrary to what you think, I do listen. Anyway. What? Mm. Mm-hmm. So today's episode. Oh, are we, have we not started I mean, we're yet? only like 30 <laughs> minutes in, but no, it's sex educators. Yes. And, and who, who we think, like I think of, again, Dan Savage. In a way, I, I looked at Tom of Finland as like a sex icon i don't know about education i didn't i don't know that i learned much but it was an iconography that i gravitated towards it was jeff does that count it was sure i don't know if it's an education or if it's a trend because i i I really feel like tom of finland was at the time hyping a hyper masculinity hyper masculinity from military police uniforms and that kind of things that was kind of rebelling against another fragment of the gay culture that didn't want to be labeled as effeminate and queer and gay. And so it went the opposite end of the spectrum, which kind of led to the leather community that we have now and the looks that we wear. So I think it was more of a trend than an educator. But what about, Ooh, so here's a question. If they didn't have a column, what, what, what would they have had? What if this was before columns? It was a cartoon. So it was, it was a, I just mean writers in general. They didn't have the internet. Were they sex educators? Well, they had to write somewhere. They had no, to put their in the chisel. They just chiseled it into the stone. <laughs> sex stoners. The Ten Commandments. Um, yeah, I feel like we just got off topic, but okay. That that's every episode, Daddy. We just went. We just went from 
uh, your foot to masks with holes to ass eating to hypnotism. And now we're here talking oh, about sex education, sex educators and columnists again. So no, but one person you kept bringing up was Dr. Ruth. Yes. I loved Dr. Ruth. When I was a teenager, I was, she had a radio show and there's something about the sound of her voice that can you do a Dr. Ruth impression now, please? Um, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> she talks like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> she, talk, she, I think, what is she Russian? She's, she's got, I think she's German or German. I believe she was, <clears throat> she has a very thick accent, yeah. but she also sounds like your grandma. And she talks very matter of factly about the clitoris and the penis and vagina. But like and, very animated. Yes, and and it was the first time as a gay teenager I felt like someone accepted me because they were talking about sex that I couldn't talk to about with my parents. And it felt like having a matronly, matronly like grandmother figure mm -hmm. telling you about sex because nobody else fucking was. Yeah. There was no sex education in school. There, I learned so much, and I was gay. I learned more about the vagina <laughs> than I really needed. <laughs> but thank God, or I would know nothing about the female anatomy. <laughs> okay, so for people that don't know, uh, Dr. Ruth, who I think she's like 90 or something right now. She is. Right? She's up there. Was, uh, so Ruth Westman... West Westmire Westmire West, Westmire Okay, you kind of have to say it with your wet tongue. West Westmire. <laughs> oh yeah, get that wet mic. Um, she's better known as Doctor Ruth. Is a German American, so she's German, okay. and she actually survived the Holocaust. Yeah, did you know that? Yeah, I did. She is Jewish. She talked about it before. Oh well, I didn't. I see. I haven't listened to her. Oh, I I I, I listened to her religiously. Is it a is it a Every religion? Week. No, she had a. I think it was sex line or love line. Sexually or se speaking is what se it's called. Sexually speaking. That's again. It. I haven't listened that's to it. it <laughs> I just I just did my research, <laughs> and that was on until the 1990s. Right. So so that's why it's before my time. So this would have been in high school from 85 to 87 for me that I would listen to her on the radio. Um, What's the radio? I was just going to explain that to you, but. <laughs> Sorry, I was just hearing static. Yeah. No, that was my TV with the antennas and the tinfoil on it. The what? The rabbit ears on top of your TV with the tinfoil. Is that like a hypno thing? Yeah. You're going to be a hypno thing in a second. <gasps> anyway. Ooh, yeah. You can squeeze it back in my neck. Anyway. No, she was very, very good. But I, I haven't listened to her in like 30 years. So I don't know how her advice from back then would hold up now. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if Dr. Ruth started a YouTube channel? Oh, she would be subscribe. fantastic. Could we have her on our YouTube channel? That would be well, great. I don't know her, but Ruth, I know that you're an avid listener of what's your safe word. So please write yes. in. If anyone knows Dr. Ruth or has any channels into, I would love to have her on the show. Well, then please don't try and do another impression of her. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I will never insult you again, Dr. Ruth. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think we're praising her, actually. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say that, like, while we're talking about what makes a sex educator or a professional, like, pervert or whatever you want to call them, I think that we are not perfect in what we do. We just have open minds and we have experiences. And I think that that's especially relevant and present in someone like Dr. Ruth, who, do you know how many marriages she had? No. Three. So. So. Well, I'm just saying that. She she knew the beginnings and endings of relationships. Yeah. I'm saying that she's had experiences. Great and painful they can be and how to navigate. Especially if you learn how to navigate the ending of a relationship, you're better off in life. 
Well, I mean, I don't know all three intricacies of the relationships, but I know that their last one, she called her her real marriage because the first two for her, again, what I what I've read online about her, uh, just didn't work out, and that's okay because it doesn't work out until it does. That's just the reality of a relationship. Right. Anyway, all that to say, we've had lots of experiences, and that's why I think people look to us when they have questions about, especially kink or leather or bondage or sex because we put ourselves out there but because we've had so much experience in those realms and i think that 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 honestly is what makes an educator sure is somebody who has lived experience who is open-minded and is also open to critique and criticism so long as you can have a conversation yeah and when we don't know something we will research it to figure it out yeah or or apologize if we've said something that wasn't right Mm -hmm. or just because Again, the internet's a big place. I've definitely used terminology I thought was right because somebody was like, I prefer this, but then a whole bunch of other people like, that's transphobic or that's misogynistic or that like, and and that's why it's important to have conversations. Sure. Speaking of conversations, should we listen to one of Dr. Ruth's yes, conversations? I would love to. <laughs> so today we have a few conversations uh, that exist on YouTube and we're just going to kind of talk about and talk through what we think and maybe see if some of this is still relevant. Because I think that when you look at the internet, does sex education age well? Um, we will find out because we, we did the, we kind of did this with the sex education videos and a lot of them didn't. Oh, God. And and as the audience has changed, I, I, I feel, oh, here we go. Nope, finish that thought. No. Can... no, as the audience has changed, I think the scope of sex education has expanded. Yeah, how much? Is it a grower or a shower? It's it's, it's a huge gaping hole. Oh, oh God. <laughs> We're talking about two different ends. Anyway, here is a video that's called Dr. Ruth Answers the Internet's Most Important Questions About Sex. And the first one is, how long does sex last? What a silly question. Oh, well, I'm sorry I asked it. Though. How dare you? You, Jesus. Just, you just got read for filth by I'm, Dr. Ruth. Okay, now I'm going to make fun of your voice now. Oh, oh Daddy, don't make fun of Dr. Ruth. I wouldn't anyway, I, before this starts, I just want to say that I love the ukulele music that is being used. Again, this is a video it that says was, sex education, actually, that what, music. Does it? Yeah, it's, it's what was used like in the Playhouse videos and that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah. let's continue. Sometimes it can be a quickie. Quickie. Uh, most of the time, women do need a longer time Ooh. to um, have foreplay and a longer time before they reach actually an orgasm. It just was so funny to me to hear grandma say orgasm. <laughs> well, I think that that's why she's so uh, relatable and approachable is she sure. feels like your grandma, like you said. Right. And she's just very, very cute, matter of fact, uh, and has a nice cadence to but her voice. <clears throat> this, does, this does go to my point that uh, a lot of these educators are very heteronormative. Mm. So it was man, woman, like the man can do it. And, and a lot of it, some of it I find is a little stereotypical, too. Um, because yeah, can two women have a quickie? Um, absolutely. I I think that Do they always mm, have to be is it warmed stereotypical, up? or is it is it speaking to the broader audience that they think is the broadest audience? I I think that because sex education started as a man and a woman, that that is like the internal monologue of like, oh well, it's only like the most of most people are having normal PIV sex. Ah, got it. Maybe I don't know, but let's let's hear what Ruth has to say. 
So it depends on the person. It does depend on the person. So actually, she did cover that right there. So, so the next question: How to get a bigger penis manually? Okay, wait a sec. So I actually want I want to know like (laughs) like automatically. (laughs) I don't I don't understand the 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 variable of manually in this sentence is how do you get a bigger penis manually? Uh huh. How do you do it artificially, organically? Let's find that, out. That means without a computer, you have to do it manually. Oh, but my dick doesn't work without a computer. I know you're a millennial. I get it. Listen carefully. <laughs> Listen Stand carefully. In front of a mirror. Stand in front of a mirror. Bring yourself to a full erection. Okay. And you are going to see that your penis looks as if it is actually larger than it really is. Wait, her advice is to stand in front of a mirror and, and trick yourself into thinking your penis is larger? Well, you know what they say. Things in the mirror are smaller than a wait a second. That's not right. If I was, if I had a cigar, it'd lo- literally be like smoking mirrors. Mm. <laughs> You're terrible. I'm not quite sure about that advice. Trick yourself by looking in the mirror. I love that, that the basis larger. of that. No, and I, I'm not saying that she's wrong. Because objects in the mirror sometimes look bigger than well, they appear, maybe. Especially if you had a funhouse mirror. If you had the right mirror, warped. yeah, right. <laughs> Ooh, that could go the wrong way because there's warped Maybe inward, you just need to have one smaller. of those rear view mirrors that like magnify. Yeah, look larger. That's, that's yeah. what Ruth is saying, I think, is you need to look in your car mirror. Okay, no, she has to have better advice than this. She, Keep going. she might, but I just love that her advice so far has been look in a mirror. <laughs> she read you for filth again. <laughs> so no more worries about is my penis large enough to satisfy her. Good luck. <laughs> oh, okay. I think you that solved that I problem. I thought there was going to be more, but that, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. okay. I can't wait to see the next one. Okay, maybe she's not as wise as hey, I was. Oh, don't say that. Well, <laughs> I still want you on the show, though, sweetie. Yeah, no, same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we can look in a mirror. And you know what we can do while we're looking in that mirror, Daddy? What? Shave. Oh, Will it look larger? Well, As hopefully. You do, will your pubic hairs look yes, larger? Yes. In fact. Like a full not, bush? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not sponsored by Dr. Ruth, but sponsoring today's episode is, again, one of our favorites, Manscaped, the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming, whether you're looking in a mirror or not. Right, Dr. Ruth? Right. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> it got worse. <laughs> Anyway, this week, <laughs> right? Oh no! Can you please read the sponsorship in a Dr. Ruth voice? Oh uh, my god! I could try. Oh, god. She rules her hours a lot. Oh no! I'm so sorry, Doctor. <laughs> Wait, where am I going? Did you just turn, turn into a Wookiee? The perfect package, oak that comes with essential lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Ruth. (laughs) That was probably the best uh, ad read for Manscaped I have ever heard. Anyway, if you couldn't understand Dr. Ruth, Manscaped just sent us the perfect package 3.0, which comes with the lovely lawnmower 3.0, a waterproof cordless, which is what I think you were trying to say, uh, has a little light, has ceramic blades, you're not going to cut yourself and you don't even need to look in that mirror to see if your dick's bigger because you can just look down and you have a light and it's like, don't worry, bitch, I got you. And once you do trim all that hair off, it looks bigger anyway. Well, well that too, actually. That's a, that, that is <laughs> that would be Dr. Ruth should have said, just shave your pubic hair. It'll Dr. look bigger. Yeah, she should have just pulled she out knows. Manscaped. Anyway, Manscaped has, again, 
come through during this sex education podcast um, and gave us for a limited time. Uh, you're going to get some free gifts by using offer code Watts at checkout uh, and the shed travel bag, which is a $39 value. And that's honestly, that's the travel bag I use now. It's cute. It's got a little manscape symbol on it, a zipper. And so with that code, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping. Um, and they, they even have other products like the ball wash is one of your favorites. They've sent us extra because they heard that daddy loves daddy, that wash. Daddy's so much. balls need a lot of washing. <laughs> And they also just have, uh, they just started a new like manicure set, but for men. So it's like a manicure. That's how they, that's how they, that's what they should. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Dr. Ruth, calm down. You've been steroiding out on all that. Oh my God. Stop looking in the mirror, Dr. Ruth. <laughs> that's offer code Watts. W-A-T-T-S. You say titty? Titty. Yes. Okay, Dr. Ruth, back to you and what you're actually good at, sex education. Okay. What's the next question, Dr. So, Ruth? how to make a woman orgasm. Okay, Daddy, I want to hear your uh, sex advice before Dr. Ruth. I want to hear what you have to say about this. How one. do I make a woman? Well, I've never made a woman orgasm in <gasps> my life. Yes. But I would imagine it. if I was Dr. Ruth, I would say go slowly and tenderly and rub the right pleasure zones i'm gonna say get out a vibrator be patient and uh include not only vibrating but thrusting and ask the person what they like because i think everybody's body is very different and uh, i know that some women have a harder time than others same thing with men same thing with non-binary pals trans people everyone just has a different pace though so and like talk. lots of kissing i think lots of lots kissing. of kissing yeah why kissing because who doesn't like kissing? Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that that kissing was gender specific. No, not really. Oh, okay. I, I like kissing. Everybody I loves kissing. Think, yeah. Okay. okay. So what we think Dr. Ruth is going to say is kissing and vigorous sex toys. And pleasuring in the right way. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what vigorous sex toys would do. What is it? No. Well, I don't think you need a sex toy to do that. No. Yeah. Let's see. Bring a woman to an orgasmic response. Oh, quite smart. She really wants to have an orgasm. Oh. So first the woman oh, has to so ask decide her first. that this is what she wants. Mm. And then she has to help to bring herself to an orgasmic response. Oh, so it's laying all the responsibility on the woman? Well, so I, I don't think that's bad advice, which ultimately amounts to get consent first and then have the woman either help or show you or tell you what they want, which is great. You should be asking that regardless. But I think putting it all on the woman is a little... I don't think she's putting it on the woman. I think she's saying that the woman, if she hasn't clicked her mind that this is what she wants, she's not going to have it. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think that there's a lot to unpack in that statement because I feel like... So she's I, saying it's mental a lot. No. A lot of it's mental. Oh, I, I got it as like only the woman knows how their body works, which everyone knows their body best. And I, I took that more as like get consent, obviously, because consent wasn't something that they taught back then. And then she wants you to listen to the woman and let her lead the way. Well, which, I got the is, leading the way. Yeah. But that fair. puts a lot of responsibility on the woman for her own orgasm. No, I agree. And that's why that that's where I'm a little like, oh. Maybe guys should learn about the woman orgasm as well. I think that I think that Ruth is assuming that guys just aren't going to put the, the work into that. And I'm saying that the guys should be putting work into it and learning for themselves. Um, but I, I do think that there is something there, at least to start the conversation of ask your, your partner, whether they're a woman or not, 
what they want. And that will absolutely help you bring them to orgasm if they want it. I thought that was interesting that the woman had to want the orgasm first. She has to really want it. But why are they having sex if, well, maybe they don't want an orgasm. I don't know. Oh. I've never thought about it like that. Well, I think I think lots because I I was <laughs> researching some of this and like on a Christian mingle kind of channel. Oh no! They she, she, she literally her advice. What a silly question! Uh, there oh. is no such thing as a G spot. Oh, it doesn't some exist. Some women have a more sensitive area inside the vagina, but nobody has proven yet. Uh, scientifically speaking what? or with a scientifically validated study well, can we get it? that there is such a thing as a Grafenberg spot. Oh, a Grafenberg spot. What's Bl that? Bless you. Is that what G-spot is? It must be. I've never, I've actually never heard it referred to as that term, but. Oh, see, we so literally are not licensed and qualified for this if we don't know sex. that. Oh, that, and that's all, that's it. That's the that on that. Was that was it. Oh, so, um. Doesn't exist. Women, you don't have that. So, but I've definitely heard it called the P spot for guy. Well, how interesting. And is then it, there's an actual. So I always thought the P spot was like prostate, because if you yeah poke the pro prostate, you get that sensation of orgasm. True. Yeah. Yeah. And because so then it feels like you're peeing. Women don't have that. That's what I Dr. Ruth says. I cannot speak for women, but apparently Dr. Ruth can and says that they don't. She says there's a sensitive area, though. Yeah. It brings pleasure. But nothing scientific. But wouldn't that well, be the G-spot? See, and that's the interesting thing is, like, how can you call it a scientific study? Or how can you say that there's no science behind it when so many of these things we don't have any science for? That's why sex I mean, and gender pleasure and these conversations. Pleasure, so. Yeah, but pleasure. But some people don't even talk about pleasure. That I mean, mm -hmm. literally, there's sex Especially education sex that education, doesn't yeah. talk about pleasure, and we call it sex education. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, when we talk about it here, like Ruth is pretty much saying like there's no scientific studies. That doesn't mean that it's not a thing. Right. Would be my call out there. But interesting. And that leads me also to like question like we, we're we really good at like we have experiences with sex and kink and, and bondage and all that. Like we could tie you up and uh, teach you how to have consensually amazing fucking sex with your partner. But could Dr. Safely. Ruth? Oh, I wonder do you oh, think yeah. she's ever done bondage. You think she's, she's kinky? Do I think she's kinky? Probably not, because I feel like she'd be very open about it. But has she done things that are kinky? She would make a dynamite dominatrix, though, when she, with that voice, she'd which like, would sound like she'd be like, "Lick my heel and your little dog too. Oh, your little puppy too." <laughs> See, now you're just a witch. <laughs> um, I'm not the one who started the arguably bad Doctor Ruth impression. But I am the one that will finish this video. There's one well, more thing. I don't I know. So so our viewers, you'll have to tell us, is there a G spot? Have you done a scientific study? I can't do you have a pleasure zone that it could be a G spot? Moi bien. Why okay. did, why have we gone all these years thinking there's a G spot? I don't know, but Dr. Ruth is about to tell us one last thing it looks like. Okay. All of you brand new oh she's gonna plug her book edition. oh okay and then we're gonna turn it off because we're not getting paid for that sponsorship either a big shout out to dr ruth she's lovely yeah she writes about sex it's heteronormative but it is a lovely place to start because she actually uses as we've seen fact-based science-based education to teach about sex in a non-judgmental way and i am all and she's always been open that. to gay issues and never been judgmental even back in the 90s um in 80s actually 
um, which I always liked about her. Did she? But she doesn't teach gay stuff in her. No, because she doesn't. Does she? she doesn't know it. I think. I think she's well, fine. stuck to the again. Long as you're open-minded, I think that makes uh, that is a quality of a good sex educator is being open-minded because, again, we don't have science for a lot of this. Sure. A lot of it is based upon experiences, which I think there is fact behind in some cases, but it's harder to find studies. Uh, and this is coming from someone who tries to find studies on every single kink whenever we do a, an episode. Lots of these things just don't exist. Yeah. We, don't, we don't have a year for the very first fisting or who created bondage. We have like a, a period, you know, and a place and a methodology behind it from like Japan and, and Hojojutsus and all of those, but we don't have a, an exact science that gives, you know, a Mr. Bondage credit the, for that bondage. covers everyone. Yeah. So I, th I think that Dr. Ruth is a, is a good reference for sex education and just big shout out and thank you to her for all the things she's done for all the people she's hopefully helped um, and I think I, I welcome the next generation of sex educators. How do you think they'll teach? I think we are the next generation of sex education and obviously through podcasting. Oh, well, I mean, that'll be one way. You know, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm right there with like the VR suits and like giving experiences through like touching in VR and with consent, of course. But like, could you imagine if people were able to like show an orgasm with like a, a moving 3d object? But like over the internet, they can't. How I, I assume that they, they, I don't know. You know that world. You know oh, I don't VR people. I'm, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I just I just look at things on the internet. I have no idea what's coming down the pipeline or coming in the pipeline for that matter. Sex robots and VR. Sex robots. Yeah. Do you think Doctor Ruth is a proponent of sex robots, or is she is she more of a like avoids technology because she doesn't like it? No, I think she embraced sex toys actually. No, I, I that was more of a joke, yeah. but no, she seems very sex positive. Um, but I, what a lovely person. Yeah. Were, were there other sex educators or? Um, uh, there were a lot of bad examples on the internet. Oh, oh. Well, I don't know if we want to. Do, <laughs> I don't know if we want to follow up that lovely example with only a few minutes left to do bad example. But we could do a part two where we talk about bad sex education. That could be a fun episode. Sure. So we'll call um, this, are you smarter than a German, wonderful old woman sex educator? Uh, yeah. Uh, I do have that Christian girl talking. Oh, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for another time, Daddy. Okay, fine. I, I think, because so I think we'll do a part we have a lot two. to say about We'll do part education. two with just all the bad education that's out there. But only if you guys go right now and leave a review on iTunes. If we if we don't have a review, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. But if but if you'd like to, like please leave you're, a review you're on like iTunes. Bribing them to do this. Or well, no, if you that, enjoy this, that's not a bribe. That's a threat. No, uh, I'm sorry. What I didn't threaten anyone. <laughs> I kindly asked if you want that episode to please yeah. leave a review on iTunes. Wow. <laughs> no, because it does help us to do better in the charts. People are able to find us, and then we are actually able to show sponsors that we are a reputable source of information that people enjoy. So. If you want, go check out Manscaped. They've got some lovely deals. Offer code Watts. Um, but also, just let us know what you want to hear next time. We're always open ears, open mind, open holes. We're just open. Well, I mean, we're, we're poly. I, but, but yeah, we're open sometimes. Very open. Excuse me? Don't talk about my hole that way. 
but daddy uh while it is getting near the tail end speaking yes. of holes yes what do you want people to try this week oh you, they you know what they should try well, no, i don't but you're very animated i no. can't wait have you heard of hypnotism okay <laughs> okay it's my new uh, drug okay. and it's kind of like a drug um, I think it is, again, we just need to have a hypnotism episode. Just, just okay. leave a review. We'll okay. do a hypnotism we'll do a episode. Because now I, now I'm in, interested. So let's do an episode on it. Before I thought it was hooey. Okay. We are going to do a hypnotism episode, but I need you to explain that. Well, it's just because. What does that mean? I just, I didn't. Hooey? Because I is thought. Is it Dr. Hooey? I thought it was like somebody snaps their finger and you run around like a chicken. <laughs> kind of thing because you see that on tv and like on sitcoms and that kind of stuff and i'm like ah that's bullshit so i just want to draw a parallel here you know how you watch sex in the city yes is that real sex no but she was a sex educator columnist and funny you bring that up oh i know full circle totally I, i'm just saying like the the full circle of like but i don't think she ever got hypnotized well, that wasn't the question. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Did this podcast ironically not start with you saying how I never listen? I'm listening to you right now. And now I'm coming full circle with my, that. Receipts. My... Receipts. I have the receipts. You know what I want you to try this week, guys? <laughs> try hypnotism because that's never been that recommended. That was mine. <laughs> See, I listen to myself. No, I want you guys to try and find a new sex educator or sex education channel or or podcaster, or columnists, again, full circle, do columns still exist? If they do, go read some. In fact, we can we can end this episode by giving some shout-outs. Uh, earlier, I asked you guys on the social medias, which please follow us on social media. They can do that. Where, Daddy? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Christopher Weston or MrChristopher.com. And you can find me at PupAmp all one word, which is where I got some of these lovely answers when I asked, who are some of your favorite sex educators? Appreciation thread, ready, go. Um, and then I followed it up with, please do not tag me or Chris because while I appreciate the compliment, that is not what an appreciation thread is about <laughs> when it's just about us. Anyway, um, I loved some of these recommendations. Uh, Voidoff says, Dr. Sprankle, uh, LTD, Sprankle. which is uh, explanations. Uh, Evie Lupine, we love Evie, friend of the show. Um, we also have Sunny Megatron, also a friend of the show. We've been on the podcast before, American Sex Pod. You weren't there, but I was. Sunny Megatron? Yeah, Sunny Megatron. Okay. You, you say that like I... Well, it sounds like it. one of your characters in your uh, like anime. Dojinsi? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you're being real right now or just. I'm always real. How dare you? <laughs> Namaste. Um, oh, Ash Hardell got a shout out. We love Ash. I love Ash. Although I haven't seen Ash in a bit. I know that they are currently working through school. So go get him, Ash. Uh, in fact, going for, I believe, something in like sex education or, oh, or therapy okay. sorts of stuff. Um, the Alice Little out in Nevada. Oh, my God. Nevada. The, the brothel, Alice Little's from Nevada. Wow, this oh. is a full circle episode. <laughs> oh, Andrew Gerza. Is, uh, disability poly? After Dark is a disability-based podcast. Are they poly in Nevada? In Nevada? Okay. And <laughs> last but not least, you can find us at What's The Safe Word on YouTube. Or, I mean, you found this podcast, What's Your Safe Word on all those listening devices. Leave us a review. Check out Manscaped. Try some hypnotism. T take us out with your favorite theme song, Daddy. Um, uh, I don't have a favorite theme song. You Let can me sing think. whatever. They don't know. Um, they don't know. 
If you go to Baby Shark, I swear to God, of all songs, really, is that your only song? It's catchy. There's no other songs this week that... that What does the fox say? Okay. (laughs) And (laughs) goodbye.